BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm JC. I'm the redhead half. I haven't said that in a minute. I'm literally a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chelsea, and I am the brunette half. With some blonde highlights. I'm so happy to say that nowadays. Woo! Chelsea said literally a minute because we just recorded a different intro. But I actually, the reason I said that is because I haven't been saying that part of the, you know, we usually said, I'm the redhead half, I'm the brunette half. Yeah. I haven't really been saying that We lately. get sick of it and then we stop saying it and then we start saying it again. And mm-hmm. we love it. Someone drew the cutest thing on yes. our Instagram and it was like, I'm JC, I'm the brunette, or I'm the redhead. <laughs> it was so it was cute. So cute. And we need to give her a shout out. Let's look, go look at her Instagram okay. name. Um, today we have Celeste Thomas on the podcast, and we love her. You guys, she is so knowledgeable, and we're going to talk about her in just a second. But first, we're going to give a shout out to Saskia Rafaela Designs. S A S K I A R A P H A E L A Designs. Oh wow, that is that's a long name. Yeah. We're going to give a quick little review shout out. We haven't done this in a second. So, okay, we love to feature um, some reviews on our podcast because we really appreciate these so much. And I know that it, okay, it it takes a few seconds. It's not hard, but I know that it kind of takes time to, you know, go out of your way and do it. So we really appreciate those of you who do it. Mm-hmm. And you may think it doesn't make a huge difference, but honestly, it helps our podcast a ton if you rate and review it because it helps it get more well-known so that people mm-hmm. can find it on the Apple Podcast app or on whatever. And it just gives us, honestly, more opportunity. So it's we're super grateful. Anyway, this one is called Favorite Podcast. Five stars. JC and Chelsea are funny, insightful, inspiring, genuine, and beautiful human beings who I feel as though I've come to know so well. I've been listening to them every Tuesday since the beginning. Wow, an OG. They were the very first podcast I've ever listened to, and I have been hooked since. On their show, they talk about things ranging from pop culture to personal growth, and they always have amazing guests. They have empowered me so much, and I can honestly say that listening to their podcast has brought me out of a dark place and into the confident, strong woman I know I am meant to be. If you are looking for a positive part of your week that brings you laughter and inspiration, definitely give them a listen. M. Hoffman on Insta. I'm tearing up. Yeah, that is so sweet. Yeah. Wait, Chelsea's actually crying. I'm tired, you guys. Yeah, and allergies, you're crying. Um, <laughs> I made you cry. Gotcha. Awesome. I no, love I'm being just empathetic. Sitting here thinking that listening, and I'm like, what is this life that we live? I know. It's just so cool. You guys have made this possible, and it's really amazing. Anyways, <laughs> before we get real emotional over here, um, our guest today, Celeste, is, like JC said, 
amazing. She came in and we're like, wait, we love her. She's, she's so the real funny. deal. Yeah, she's awesome. Her skin, let's first get this out of the way. We said this in the episode, but her skin is glowing, literally, which is good because she is a registered nurse. She's an advocate for holistic skincare. She um, has a lot of eat to glow recipes. She's all about glowing from the inside out. She talks about non-toxic beauty products and her blog is amazing. It's called The True Spoon. So go check it out. Also on this episode, there's so many good little tidbits yes. to take away from it. She talks about kombucha. If you guys are wondering if it's actually good for you, those probiotics you hear about, she talks about that. You might be surprised by the answer. Talk about what foods are good to eat for your skin, what are bad. You guys will be surprised by some of these answers. Yeah, definitely. And she also gave some recommendations for some non-toxic beauty products. And I kind of wanted to pick her brain on why it's important to stay away from toxic beauty products and toxic chemicals on your skin. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like that's just something that people say, but it's like, wait, but why? Like, what are these chemicals doing? You know what I mean? So yeah. because she does have that background of being a nurse and she's just knowledgeable. No, She knows her stuff. So yeah. Um, and she also talks about, sorry, I just thought about this, that is really interesting to me is misdiagnosing your skin. And we've kind of talked about this on our previous podcast with an esthetician, but um, talking about dry versus dehydrated skin and what you think you're doing to fix it, but it's maybe not even the problem in the first place and getting to the root of all your skin problems. <laughs> you're going to say the root of all evil. <laughs> like the root of all evil is kombucha. <laughs> is <honestly>. acne. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, she, that's the truth. Yeah, but, but she, she gives good advice for like finding out your true you know, what's the what the deal is with your skin. So mm -hmm. I think you guys are going to love this episode. I can promise you, you will learn something new. Take notes. Take notes, peeps. Without further ado, here is Celeste. Okay, we have Celeste here. How are you? Thanks for coming. I am fantastic. It is so good to be here with both of you. Just finally being on the show. I mean, not that I ever... <laughs> thought I would be. But yeah. after you having like Tessa and these amazing influencers on, it's just such an honor to be sitting with both of you in beautiful Aww, West Hollywood. Thank you. It's an honor to have you. And it's always thank an honor. You. Like we feel honored to have all of these guests that we've had on. It's Definitely. Um, okay. So we like to get a little background on our guests. So okay. tell us where you grew up and what kind of kid were you? So I was born on Oahu. I was actually born oh, wow. in Honolulu. Amazing. Which was amazing. I was there through early element elementary school, and then I moved back to Portland, Oregon, where my mom's from. And so I spent the majority of my life in Oregon, but I still feel like I have a little bit of Hawaii in me. And what kind of kid was I? I'm the exact same as I was then. Clumsy and goofy and silly and very inquisitive, and I've oh, just nice. been very true to that my whole life. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I yeah. love that too. Okay, so give us a little bit of your skin history. So you were mentioning right before this that you have acne-prone skin. And then I was like, wait, it's not the same as oily skin. So kind of tell us what kind of skin you have and all that good stuff. Yeah, so my mom had really bad acne growing up. And around adolescence, I started to get it as well. So I always thought that I had oily skin. I had tons of breakouts. I was always trying to use like really stringent products from the drugstore that said acne on them mm -hmm. to try to fix my acne and heal my skin. And now after learning truly what skin type I have, I have sensitive acne prone skin, but I was overstripping it. So it was producing more oil to compensate for what I was oh, doing to my skin. That makes sense. Yes. So it's like, I, I think I have acne or I think I have oily skin. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm 
doing it wrong. And some people do genuinely have oily skin. I have just found through my community of mm-hmm. skin-obsessed people that a lot of people think they have oily skin, but really they're drying it out and your skin's overproducing yeah. oil. Well, how did you figure that out? I was about to say, how do you like get to the root of what skin type you have? I feel like the best way to get to the root of it is going to an esthetician if you're not very well versed because it can be really, really complex. And having an expert really look at your skin is a very, very helpful way to determine. Some people just know, but if you're confused, like a lot of people think they have really oily skin, think they have rosacea, think they have cystic acne, like all of these really intense diagnoses. That they give themselves from WebMD. That they give themselves, yes. And then they find out like, oh no, I'm just sensitive and using too harsh of things. Or, oh, I have one pimple, but it's not a cyst. So sometimes it's just good to get at least one facial, even just to have an esthetician diagnose, like what kind of skin type you have. Hmm. I can attest to that because I thought I had dry skin. Mm -hmm. My skin was always kind of just flaking, flaky, and no matter how much moisturizer I put on, it just would not hydrate it. And I went to an esthetician and Mm -hmm. she was like, you actually have combination skin and you're not exfoliating that much. So the um, product is not penetrating your skin. And I was like, oh, light bulb moment. This whole time I've thought I've had, you know, mm-hmm. dry skin. So I do think that's a really good piece of advice to go to an esthetician. At least get one facial because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to commit to, I'm going to get a yeah. facial every month because that can be pricey. But Totally. And there's just certain things that estheticians can really help you with. So it's good that you went. But there are just so many components when it comes to skin. And that's why I teach about holistic, you know, practices, food, and products because there's so many components to your skin. And you can't just say, you know, give yourself one diagnosis or try one thing and have it work. So that's why I created a holistic skincare blog just to try to demystify things for people and make it more streamlined and easy to Mm -hmm. take care of your skin. Yeah. And I think what I love about your blog too and like what you stand for is the what you eat. And I think obviously we all know like, oh, you know, you are what you eat. But I don't Mm -hmm. think people apply that as much to skin as other things where it's like, oh, I need to buy this really expensive skincare stuff when it's like nothing's working. It's like, well, maybe you're just eating things that are clogging up your skin or whatnot. Totally. And the skin is kind of the last place you see things in your lifestyle that are unhealthy. So you could have a really unhealthy gut, eat unhealthy food layer by layer, and then eventually you see it on your skin. And it's a generalized systemic inflammation that you see come out in the form of breakouts and redness and different things like that that physically, apparently, we're all really interested in, but we don't think about the root causes of what's actually going on. Mm I love that. Definitely. Listen up, people. Listen up. She's the real deal. Well, speaking of the real deal, so you're a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. Let's get the background on that. What made you interested in pursuing nursing? Yeah, so I come from a family of nurses. My grandmother's a nurse. My aunt's a nurse. And I was always very interested in science. That goes along with my kind of inquisitive Mm -hmm. mind. And, you know, I think having problem skin, I was always interested in learning more about it. So kind of joining, you know, medical science, all the things in my family background, plus my interests made me want to go to nursing school. So I went to nursing school and nursing school, they really cover every system of the body 
they cover skin, they cover hormones, they cover nutrition, and I had such a good background in really whole body wellness. When I graduated from nursing school and decided to go into the aesthetics field and, you know, work with plastic surgeons and dermatologists and use that kind of passion for skincare, kind of selfishly to learn how to heal my own skin because I was still really acne prone and breaking out. And once I got to that place and tried amazing dermatologists and tested every single prescription, I found that the Western method of treating my skin wasn't working and that I had to really delve deep and, you know, learn more than just what was in my textbooks in order to heal my skin. Yeah. So you have the perfect combination of Western and Eastern kind of background. So when did you start The True Spoon? And kind of explain what The True Spoon is to everyone, everybody. Yeah. So The True Spoon is a holistic skincare blog where I share eat to glow recipes, which is really just my way of eating for healthy glowing skin. I share skincare practices. I share products, pretty much everything to inspire skin confidence in my readers. Amazing. Love that. Yeah, and I started it in 2014, and it was really just a place to have tips and tricks for family members and friends who would ask me because they knew I was so passionate about treating my skin, and people would start asking me. So it started more as recipes, and then as I started a social media, I just got more and more questions about what products I was using and what practices I had at home. So now I share kind of all three categories of holistic skincare. Amazing. Were you always into cooking too? Yeah, always. From the time I was a little kid, my grandparents are huge foodies and I spent a lot of time with them. Yeah, so. so you can just combine all of them. Yes, yes. So what are some foods or things that you can add to your diet to eat to glow? So many things, but I'm going to start with something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is pre and probiotics. Mm-hmm. I brought you love some of my yeah, coconut yogurt. I cannot wait to <laughs> she try. She brought us food, which is the way to our hearts. Everyone's heart, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> but I brought you my cocoa yo that I make all the time. I love it. Um, it's a probiotic coconut yogurt. So I love to include probiotics in my diet every day, and I like them in food forms because they're really bioavailable. And healing your gut is a great— Wait, what does bioavailable mean? Yeah, bioavailable <laughs> means your body can utilize it right away and really efficiently. Okay. Versus some probiotics that you might take in pill form aren't necessarily getting absorbed and utilized by your body if they're not exactly right for you or low mm-hmm. quality. Well, Wait, I, I've oh sorry, we're both like we're probably yeah. gonna say the same thing, honestly. <laughs> well, so okay, I have um, I got these probiotic gummy things mm-hmm. sent to me. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? Like, do you think that's effective or no? There's so much science that goes into creating a great probiotic, and I know there are fantastic ones out there. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith that any probiotic that comes with any kind of refined sugar would be valid or Mm. work at all. I feel like any scientist who's putting all their time and energy into creating the most bioavailable source of probiotics would not put it with something that's damaging to the gut like sugar. Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't know this product. So So it might not have sugar in it. That's sad to hear because it really is like candy. (laughs) And I I was like, if this is like a good way to get my probiotics in, then I'm loving it. But that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. What was your what question, was I was going to say, oh, I've heard that the, I mean, again, not to rag on any particular company, but um, I've heard that probiotics that come in the pill forms usually are dead by the time you get them. 
Right, which is true. And it's very common. Gotcha, guys. I mean, looks at the camera. I'm like, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's complex, but really I've found personally that making fermented food or buying high-quality organic fermented food is the best way for me to support my microbiome and have a healthy gut. So step one – Fermented food. Mm-hmm. Really, really fantastic. Very eat glow. Um, another- what are some other fermented foods? Yeah. So kimchi, sauerkraut, any kind of pickled fermented veggie. I Pickle and different is different. But yeah. Well, I've only had vegan kimchi, but. Yeah. It should be vegan. Yeah. All of it. Oh, like, really? There's not usually oh. meat in kimchi. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought those ma- they were made with like shellfish or something. Well, maybe fish maybe sauce in certain okay. Korean <laughs> varieties. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So do you – do you think that it tastes like – what's the scale here? Are you like this – these probiotics I have like taste delicious or you're like, mm, they're not great, but I'll do it for the, the you know, effects? I'm obsessed. I you love, love it. it. Okay. I love it. Okay. You love well, pickled I'm, food? I love pickled I do. food See, too. See, if you like pickled food oh, – I don't know if I – I don't know if I – I'm like, are salt and vinegar chips a probiotic? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great business idea actually. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it because (laughs) those are my lives. My life. Yeah, Cocoyo, you'll love the probiotic coconut yogurt. For those who don't like pickly things Mm -hmm. or like weird, funky things, if you like yogurt, and this is all just coconut cream that's fermented. Hey, here's the thing. I'm actually, I have gotten so much less picky. Yeah. You cannot still label me as my past, Chelsea. I feel like I have gotten way less picky. No, you are. Congrats. I Thank you. So Thank you. But don't push fermented food yeah. on her just yet. Yeah, not yet. I'm not ready for One the at a time. kimchi. Well, what are some other foods that yeah. you were going to mention? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think green tea is a really great eat-to-glow food. It has tons of antioxidants to fight free radicals in your skin, and it's something that's very easy that everyone could do. It's low cost, and there's lots of evidence-based research studies with green tea over long periods of time that it really has antioxidants that are going to benefit and boost your skin. Amazing. So that's great. Another eat to glow food that's my favorite is sweet potatoes. Ooh, I love a sweet potato. Sweet potatoes, amazing. They have tons of beta carotene, which is one of the top skin foods. Vitamin C, they're just fantastic and they're delicious. So good. Yeah. Well, what about turmeric? Turmeric is another skin food. There's a lot of studies that have shown that turmeric is an antioxidant that's fantastic for you. I just didn't bring it up because I personally think it tastes like dirt. But mm. Really? Me. Oh, I yeah. love turmeric. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite flavors. You weirdly do enough, turmeric. I is love it turmeric yeah. or turmeric? Turmeric. Uh, I hear potato, I, potato. And I hear people <laughs> say like turmeric, turmeric too. So, oh, turmeric. Yeah. But go for it if you love that. I love it. And there's so many options. People just – you can find what works for you and stick with it. You don't have to get crazy and do all the things all mm-hmm. the time. But totally. I'm a huge advocate of like little by little incorporating certain things and then it becomes normal. When you normal. think of it. Yeah. Right. What do you think about kombucha? Like, Do you think it, you know, holds to its claims of being superpower food? I'm against it. You are? Okay, I'm tell not us a why. kombucha fan. Most kombuchas that I've found on the market, and I actually did a write-up on kombucha for an online magazine, so I've mm. done a lot of research. Yeah. And if it's not organic, they're using tea that's been treated with pesticides, and then they're putting Ooh. sugar with it and creating a beverage. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't know how bioavailable any of the bacteria is, if it's actually going to help you. Plus, I just don't believe in sugary beverages, and some of them have a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Do you have certain brands of kombucha 
organic kombucha that you can recommend or you haven't found one that you like? There are. There's one called Dr. Brew. <gasps> Wait, I love that one. Okay, great. Yeah. That's, that it's organic. One? It's high quality. When you taste it, it tastes like there's some fermentation in it, which mm-hmm. I want to taste that funkiness to know that there's a lot of active bacteria in there. Okay. Wait, definitely. Sorry, I'm going back to your coconut yogurt. Yeah. You have that recipe on your blog or is it in your book or where can people find that so we can either link it or… So I have it on the blog. Okay. I'll make sure to give you guys a link. We'll link that for you guys in the description. Perfect. Okay. Now, what are some foods to avoid? Well, we kind of just said bad kombucha. Mm -hmm. What are some other ones? This one is so important to me. I just feel like even before telling people what they should incorporate, just cutting certain things are so impactful. So one of the major things is refined sugar. As we all know, that's a tough one. (laughs) It's so hard, but when you really think about how much inflammation it causes in the body, you will directly see the impact on your skin, Mm -hmm. aging, fine lines, acne, redness, pretty much everything that could go wrong with their skin, acne, or yeah, acne, redness, rosacea, um, sugar plays a part in it. Mm. So just reducing that. And I'm all for natural sugars. If you want to eat a date, if you want to eat an orange, whatever, that's fine, but it's all those refined sugars. Even honey for me, it's so glycemically high and there's so much sugar, I would just try to cut it as much as possible. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, if you guys were to see her skin, I mean, you can if you go to her Instagram. Yeah, we should have mentioned this at the very beginning. It's not glowing. a spot, Thank not a you. wrinkle. And she was like, yeah, this is a testament. I'm like, yeah, if I can look like that. Then I'm getting rid of all my sugars. <laughs> Your skin looks beautiful, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. I got a spray tan, so it oh. covers everything up. <laughs> it's the secret. Yes, it really is. Though. Okay, so for someone who's listening and is just like, this is overwhelming. I mean, we all know there's so many different – there's so much different information out there. So if many different – you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> if you're overwhelmed, that's normal. But – for someone who's just listening is like, what is something I can incorporate today or tomorrow? That's What's a first baby step that someone could take to have glowing skin? I think the first step, no matter how old you are, anything, you know, where you're where you're at right now, whatever your routine is, is really learning how to wash your face. A lot of people don't properly cleanse their skin, so they're going day after day with toxins from the environment, all of their makeup, products, anything just kind of stuck on their face. They're sleeping in that, sebum, dead skin cells, all of that, and then they're never getting a fresh start and letting their skin breathe. Okay, so what is the right way to wash your skin? Yeah, so I advocate for a one-minute wash with a gentle massage. So every day, morning and night, I wash my face for one minute. With your hands or with like a washcloth? With my hands. Okay. In like an upward motion in little circles. And one great way to test this to see if you fully cleanse your face is to take a wet cotton ball or cotton pad after you've washed your face and wipe it on your skin and see what's left over. Okay, that's so true because sometimes I will wash my face and then I have like a white this soft yeah. white washcloth that I um, dry it with and mm-hmm. I'll like be patting it dry and like still seeing makeup and I'm like, wait, what? And then I, I realize it's probably not good to put, you know, then be putting serum and moisturizer on top right. of mm-hmm. makeup. It's like, it's probably going to make me break out. In. Right. So you're just literally putting expensive things on top of sebum and oil and dirt and makeup. It's not penetrating into your skin. And if anything, it's actually going to potentially clog your pores and make you break out. Totally. Great. So everyone can do that. Yeah, Yeah, in a minute. That's a long time. Like, I definitely Mm -hmm. don't wash for that long, so I think that's a good tip. I I could definitely Have you had those toothbrushes that time you for two minutes? Yeah. 
I'm always like, okay. And I'm like, oh, wow, I definitely <laughs> no. don't do it for two minutes. <laughs> On a regular basis. Yeah. Absolutely not. And I just love that because no matter, like I said, where you are in your journey, you have a minute mm-hmm. and you probably have a face wash and you can make that happen. Totally. Mm-hmm. Plus the massage helps stimulate blood flow, which brings nutrients to the skin. So you're getting a little bit more dewy, plumpy glow no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of backtracking a little bit, but – For someone who – so I think in L.A., obviously, we're really lucky to have so many healthy options. Mm -hmm. I mean, green juice on every corner. Everywhere you look, we have, you know, healthy options. But Mm -hmm. I have friends who live in places where they're like, I wish I had that stuff available to me. So maybe for someone who's listening who is like, okay, well, I don't have – you know, I don't live in L.A. I can't just go down the street and get a – you know, this probiotic smooth on every corner. So what can they do as far as food goes? to to help. I'm a huge advocate of home fermentation. I make all my own fermented foods. I make my own cocoyo. I actually made an ebook to teach people how to make their own fermented foods at home and it's super easy. Mm. People think it's really wow. hard. Yeah, I'm been scared too. It's so simple and just having someone kind of break it down for you is so helpful. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way. I mean, I think that if you can't find it, you can make it and it's totally. just investing a little time and effort into learning and then you have that skill for life. Definitely. And I don't know, this is kind of, I'm going on random tangents right now, (laughs) but even like, I think it's important to note, even when someone thinks they're being healthy, so for example, like I drink almond milk Mm -hmm. with my cereal, but I looked at the back of the one I had and it's like sugar. I know. And I'm like, wait, you're kidding. I know. I thought I was, you know, being healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's also an issue in today's world where people are like, oh, I'm healthy, I'm doing this, 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 and I'm still not getting the results or my skin's still whatever. It's like you have to be so mindful of that. We have to be our own advocates for skincare, and it's so scary. I mean, the EU, they have really strict standards for skincare. They have over 1,300 ingredients banned. In the U.S., we have 11 ingredients banned. So it just cool shows US. you. <laughs> yeah, with everything, you have to read labels. You have to really kind of educate yourself at least a little bit in order to know how to read a label, where to look to find if something is good for you or not. And, you know, the EWG, I don't know if you guys have heard of EWG. Mm -mm. The Environmental Working Group has a skin deep database where Mm -hmm. you can put in the name of any product you have and it gives you a clean score. So you can do that for your products and then, you know, reading labels for your food. Yeah. So how do you get to, how do you get access to that? Yeah. So it's just online, skin deep database, EWG. And you can put in all your products. And if it doesn't have your product, you can just go by ingredient and it'll give you, you know, one to two is completely non-toxic, three to five is moderately toxic, and then after that is very toxic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of I'm the scared. Think have you heard of the Think Dirty app? Yes. Is that one um accurate? That one's accurate. I don't find that it has as many um products on there. So mm-hmm. I like to use Skin Deep because it's easier. Mm-hmm. They okay. have more stuff. Good to know. know, Yeah. I think we've talked about the Think Dirty app before Mm -hmm. in our podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, can you get specific for us on what you eat in a day? Yeah. We want want everything, even the snacks, even the little drinks you have. So from the moment you wake up. Okay. First thing in the morning, I have just hot water. Okay. It's just some hot water. Hot okay. water. Yeah. I dabbled in acupuncture for a little while and my acupuncturist mm-hmm. said to start the day with something warming is really good for my constitution, I guess. And mm-hmm. it feels good. It's like cold ice water in the morning is very American, but it is kind of harsh on your system. So I've been doing hot water in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I like it. It feels cozy. Yeah, it does feel cozy. It's perfect for fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. And then I'll do a Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. We love Four Sigmatic. We love Four Sigmatic. They're amazing. And I love their mushroom coffee. It's fantastic. It's not only organic, so it's low inflammatory, but it's not as caffeinated, which is really great for your skin. Caffeine is a vasoconstrictor, so it tightens your blood vessels and actually prevents nutrients going to your skin. Not to get too nursey on you, but… Mm-hmm. Good to know. No, we love it. Get nursey. Mm-hmm. So, forcing Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Then I've been on a major collie oats kick. So, it's half frozen rice cauliflower, half oats, mm-hmm. and it's really great prebiotic fiber so it feeds your microbiome and your healthy gut bugs. Can I ask what the difference between prebiotic and probiotic is? So prebiotic is what your bacteria eats. Probiotic is the bacteria. So it's the food for the bacteria and the bacteria. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. Can you get specific about why probiotics are so important? Did you already did we already talk about that? Not we we need more depth on that. Yes. So One of the reasons why probiotics is so important in today's society is we're eating foods that have been treated with pesticides, which kill the bacteria. Then we're pasteurizing it. Then we're, um, what are we doing? We have, you know, we're shipping it. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, it's pretty much every practice that we have with the modern food system. We're killing bacteria. We're sanitizing it. We're packaging it. So by the time you get food home, it doesn't have any of the healthy bacteria that your ancestors had that would actually get into their gut and really help them break down all the nutrients they ate. There's so many things we can't fully break down without healthy gut bacteria. So if you can't, if you don't have a healthy gut and you can't break down all the food you're eating, then you can't fully absorb all of the nutrients from the foods, and then you don't have the nutrition that you need to build new collagen elastin and have plump, healthy skin. So really, it's just this breakdown in your system, and it wasn't a problem in the past because no matter where you're from in the world, every one of your ancestors had a fermentation practice. They weren't taking a bunch of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. They didn't have sterilized food. And so now we just, we need to focus on it. That's really that just kicked me into high gear because I don't I don't I'm not good about probiotics mm-hmm. or prebiotics, but that's really good to know. Okay, wait, keep going with your your diet or your oh yeah you, yeah oh yeah. what I need to say. Um, so collie oats, I'm like obsessed, and I put goji's in there. I'll put collagen. Collagen is really one of the only supplements that I take because it has amino acids that help produce collagen in your skin. It's not an immediate, you take collagen, you see collagen, but collagen actually helps your cells build more collagen. And what get, what is collagen? Like, yeah. how, why does that help you? Yeah. So collagen is from a meat source. It's usually from either organ meats or tendons or different parts of the animal that we don't really eat these days. So we don't have a lot of it in our diets and you need three of the amino acids in that kind of collagen to build collagen in your skin. Gotcha. I really like grass-fed sources of collagen. So I do grass-fed beef collagen. You can get it from a lot of different animal sources. And don't they have vegan collagen? Or no? That doesn't exist because it is from an animal? I swear I saw something about vegan. No, we just saw it at Moon Juice. They had something vegan collagen. Where would they get that from? It's mushroom-based. Okay. So I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I think it has some of the same skin-boosting properties. So they can kind of call it that. Okay. So you, you... Add collagen every day then? Every day. To your diet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, so add that to the colliotes. And then, you know, in the afternoon, I try to make like a huge thing of some sort of tea, whether it's green tea or herbal tea or something with some antioxidants. If you love turmeric, you could do a turmeric tea Mm -hmm. and really make sure you're getting your hydration kind of supplemented with some antioxidants. And then I was doing a lot of salads, but my acupuncturist is all about the warming food, so I'm giving Mm -hmm. that a go. Okay. So I soups. Soups. It's, it's fall. It's fall. Get that soup mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And really for me, I change it up all the time, but I really, really try to get in tons of organic veggies. I mean, everyone says that, but or the organic component is so important to gut health because when things are treated with pesticides, kills all the happy gut bugs. So organic veggies. I am personally a meat eater, so I love salmon is my favorite. The omegas are fantastic for skin. Stacey loves salmon. I love salmon, yeah. It's the best. The best. The best ever. So I'm all about that salmon life. Um, some other kind of protein if it's not salmon. And I love making sweet potato fries. Oh, that that sounds just sounds so, so good, good right, right now. now. Right? Yeah. A little salmon, sweet potato mm-hmm. fries, little veggies. So that's kind of my typical lunch. And then dinner is usually some form of that. I mean, same kind of thing. Proteins, greens, veggies. And I do my best not to snack. Mm-hmm. That's really because I feel like when your body is currently in a state of digestion, you have inflammation that builds up in your gut. So I try to let my body fully digest a meal before I go into the next one. Makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. After your dinner, are you done for the night? Or do you ever eat a, some sort of dessert or snack after? So I do actually really love – like a um, spoonful of probiotic coconut yogurt or like a sugar-free Lily's chocolate chip moment or just something that doesn't have sugar in it. So I'm okay with a tonic with stevia or something stevia monk fruit. Mm -hmm. Totally into that. But I don't do dessert every night. So do you personally never eat sugar? I'm an 80-20 kind of girl. Okay. I like to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? 80-20 is, I feel like, the fraction for life. Yeah. With most things, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sorry, the, the tangent that I wanted to go on was acupuncture because mm-hmm. I've been interested. So um, why did you start Yeah, so for me, it started with I had an old car accident injury and I had some pain on one side and then was feeling a little off hormonally. Not to be TMI. I don't think you guys care about being TMI. but No, um, I don't. Yeah, you're all about it. <laughs> I was literally just screaming in the bathroom when other people were like, I need a tampon. <laughs> yes. So Jace, we're not like, shy. <laughs> no, and on that tip, yeah. I just have always had irregular periods my whole life and it's just like trying to balance my hormones through like food and acupuncture. And um, so just kind of trying acupuncture for hormone balance. Okay. And yeah. has that helped you? It has. When I'm really consistent with it, I do – like my cycle is more regular and I have – it's better, but – Sometimes hard to stay consistent with every wellness practice. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. very hard, and that's why I was saying it's sometimes it's overwhelming. I have neck like mm-hmm. tension, so that's why I've been interested. You should in try possibly it. Trying, I'll it just out. do it for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. DIY, uh, DIY acupuncture. Does it, it hurt? Needles. That's what I want to know. I was about to ask that. Does it hurt? I have a really high pain threshold. So okay, I'm, I'm a baby, so, so. Like, well, but. I've had a friend who said it doesn't hurt too much but then in the areas that you are um trying to fix yeah trying to fix like that you're sensitive that are connected whatever where it's like yeah. your big toes connected to whatever sometimes that spot that you're sensitive in will hurt like if my neck was hurting and there's a part of my body that's connected like if that's a, a point of weakness maybe it would hurt I don't you'll know. feel it you'll feel it for sure oh and gosh then i'm 
it's weird for me because I'm claustrophobic and mm-hmm. it's funny because I get claustrophobic in acupuncture just because I have needles in me and then someone leaves me and I'm stuck and I'm just like, <gasps> oh what, gosh, if what if people leave me in here? Happens. Wait, are you, how long are you left like, like that? Like 20, 30 minutes. What if there's a fire drill? Can you listen to a podcast <laughs> or something while you're doing no, it? No, you're supposed to just relax. Okay. <laughs> JC's My listening mind. to like a pumped up <laughs> podcast. I just see you listening to like a pumped up podcast while you're trying to relax. Like work, work. If that does not sum me up, goodness gracious. In a Good. I've seen you mention on your Instagram the difference between dry and dehydrated skin. And this kind of goes back to the oily versus, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really know exactly what's the problem till you get to the root of it. But I'm so bad at drinking water. Mm-hmm. And my I was just telling JC, I said, I feel like I drink water throughout the day. My husband told me I take sips yeah. instead of gulping. So I'm like, I probably get like eight ounces or something like that. No. Not that bad, not that bad. That's horrible, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm like, I think you drink up, sister. Stuff. No, I, I get more than that. But tell us the difference between dry and dehydrated skin because I liked how you explained it. So dehydrated skin is lacking water and dry skin is lacking oil. So you can be dry and dehydrated and you really have to treat your body with moisture-rich, like water, moisture-rich products and drink water in order to get that hydration from both sides internally and externally. And then to moisturize, topically, you're going to use something with oils that are really hydrating. And then you would really do something like a salmon with omega-3s, other healthy fats in order to kind of moisturize internally. That's good to know. That is very good to know. So if someone does my skin look dehydrated to you? It it does actually. You could have a little bit more moisture and hydration. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that challenging. It's just increasing your water. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know how your healthy fats are doing. Actually pretty good. Okay, good. Then you're good with that. And then just finding some really hydrating products that you do before you add moisturizing products, Hmm. right? Have you tried, since you like Four Sigmatic, have you tried their superfood serum? You know what? I have not. Oh, I was going to ask you what you think about it. I love it. I put that on at night. I mean, I haven't. I'm really bad when I get a spray tan. I don't touch my face. Right. Which is bad for after the spray tan. Yeah, and if you get a spray tan, you can still put on your hydrating and moisturizing skincare products Mm -hmm. on top of it so it doesn't flake. True. Yeah, it's all good. Good Me chugging water now. She's like, (sighs) I know. I Well, the thing is it's hard because sometimes with skin issues, you don't know – like that. You don't know if your skin's dry, dehydrated. Because I was at a point mm, probably a year ago where I'm chugging water every day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not working because I think, you know, I wasn't all, a bunch of factors. Right. But it's like that sometimes isn't the answer for some people because they don't, aren't educated to know, oh, my skin's actually not dehydrated. It needs, you know, something topically yeah. or whatever. Right. And you do have to treat your skin from the outside and the inside. Definitely. And that's the thing. Everyone needs hydration and moisture. No matter who you are, what your skin type is, it's just finding the ingredients that work for you. And it's also about order of operations when applying skincare. When you see people with dry skin and they're like, oh, my skin's dry, but it's actually dehydrated, and then they put oil on top of it, it actually can't get into the pores because it's molecularly too big. So you need to be doing, yeah, you think about it, it's like, you know, you have sand and then you have rocks. Right? So, mm-hmm. like, you need certain parts of the, of the let's say, hole in the ground are too big for the rock 
or too small for the rock. What are we too doing? Small for the rock. Uh, too small yeah. for all the rock. Yeah. But the sand needs to fill up first before the rock goes on top. That was just an on-the-fly analogy. So I like you it. Know, you know, it. trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. But using things that are lower molecular weight, like lightweight mists and serums before you do any oils or moisturizers is essential for all skin types. Good to okay. know. No matter what. Let me ask you what kind of mists you like. Because yeah. I don't know if I can throw shit at them, but um, – <laughs> Mario Badescu, I did their rose water in the Think Dirty app, and it did not do well. The Think Dirty app, yep. yeah. No, yeah, no, that no. went off like a right. red alert. Right. Yeah, so what are your favorite mists? I love so many mists. I'm like down for almost any non-toxic mist. I'm down for any non-toxic mist that doesn't have alcohol in it. Okay, no Because alcohol, alcohol is drying and mm-hmm. no toxins, please. Okay, okay, no alcohol. That's good to know. What about like an apple cider rose water one? I'm open to that, but it just depends on what skin type you have because apple cider can be kind of harsh if you have really sensitive skin. Oh, like okay. I have Good sensitive skin and it's a little too harsh for me, but I love ones with rose and ones with aloe and really soothing, mm. hydrating ingredients that are going to bring in that moisture and water before you put on oils or moisturizer. Good to know. Yeah. So you are definitely an advocate for non-toxic yes. beauty products, skincare products, why is that so important? And for someone at home who's like, I don't care what goes mm-hmm. on my skin, like, give us a little lesson on that. Yeah, and I just touched on before how, you know, the EU versus the U.S. And really, we have to be our own advocates because there's no legislature that's protecting us from toxic ingredients in our country. And the issue is, is a lot of these chemicals are known carcinogens or they're known hormone disruptors. And If you're trying to do all these wellness things, but you're literally putting cancer-causing, hormone-disrupting items on your face that absorbs directly into your bloodstream, like, what's the point? Totally. True. Might as well just smoke cigs and, you know, drink whiskey all day. Goodness gracious. It is a scary world. So what are some things to look out for? Like, how do you know what a good skincare product is? I guess you just check on that that website, that database is a good idea. Yeah, there's so many chemical names that even someone like myself who spends, you know, hours every week really researching skincare and knowing ingredients, not only do labels change the names of them, they'll put a different chemical name just to confuse people if a a toxic chemical becomes well-known, like phthalates, for example. Phthalates, everyone knows now, or a lot of people know now that that's a toxic ingredient. So brands aren't putting that on the label anymore. They're putting a different chemical name of the same substance on the Mm. label to confuse people. And greenwashing is so huge. Just because an ingredient says it's organic, it could have one ingredient that's organic, and it could be the smallest amount. Oh, and they can put organic on it? Oh, yeah. That's rude. Terrible. (laughs) Very rude. So the best the best thing to do is either shop from places that you know are all non-toxic that you can trust, or you can always DM me or, you know, come to the True Spoon, or you can use something like EWG to research it. They'll do all the work for you. All you have to do is type it in. What are some brands off the top of your head that you like that have mostly or all non-toxic yeah. So Products. one one that I love that's really, really good, especially for your listeners that might not be in L.A. because this brand is at a lot of Targets now, Coco Kind is fantastic. <gasps> Wait, I just got their matcha stick. Yes. Um, they just yeah. sent it to me, and I'm so excited about it. It's so good. It's great for, like, chapstick. If your nose is dry, you yeah. can use it under your eyes, cuticles, everything. Amazing. Mm. I'm really excited about that. So that brand is great. I really, really love a brand called Tower 28. They have amazing lip gloss that I'm obsessed with. And Tower lip- 20, I've never heard of that. It's brand new. We're looking it up. It's very new. 
And lip products are one of those that I really, really like to talk about because you're ingesting so much of it every day. Oh, really? You eat it. I mean, where does it go? True. Right. You just keep reapplying and it's just going yeah, somewhere. That's oh my so gosh, true. I just put together that that's why I was telling you today why my lips probably get like Tap. flaky. Yeah. Because I'm dehydrated. I almost said crispy. Yes. That's not the right word. Crispy. <laughs> crispy lips. My lips are looking crisp today. Um, wait, what was I just going to ask? I'm honestly almost scared to ask you because I love it so much. Do you, what about the Laneige lip mask? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it and seen it, but I haven't researched it. I, I have like, it, but I'm scared to show you the ingredients. <laughs> I think because I don't know about it and I haven't tried it, that it's probably toxic. I hate okay. to say, but, That's fine. That's but fine. you know what? Just find what works for you. And mm-hmm. maybe it's not that bad. And there's one ingredient and I don't really think that anyone should throw away their whole makeup bag and all their skincare mm-hmm. after listening to this. It's like, you know Just what? Just be more Just, mindful. Yeah. Be educated. Be mindful. Maybe next time that you run out of mascara, you'll look and see and find one that's non-toxic and try it out. And yeah. yeah. My dad always says, choose the best option available. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great advice. I love it. Well, what's <laughs> so smart. I know. <laughs> what's I'll your... tell him you said that. He'll love it. He's probably listening. <gasps> he is. Thanks, Aww. Cliff. <laughs> So what is your absolute favorite skincare product at the moment? Like something that you're just obsessing over. You can you can tell us multiple. You can tell us a skincare and a beauty. Oh, okay. Perfect. So for skincare, I started incorporating um, non-toxic at-home peels into mm. my life like eight months ago. And my skin has never looked better. Your skin is – I've already said this many times. It's like blinding me. <laughs> yeah, it's blowing. If it's looked better, I'm scared to see it. <laughs> You're so sweet. But the the peels are really amazing. And I found this one from a brand called Naturopathica. Mm. I don't know if you've I've heard, heard of that, actually. Yeah, they're they're pretty widely widely distributed, so it's not that hard to find. But they have a cherry enzyme peel mask. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Mm, it smells as good as it sounds. It's Yum. like a cherry pie, and Ooh. it's fantastic. Let's do it tonight, Jace. Yeah, I want that. Where can you get it? Online? You can, you can get it online. You can get it at the detox market in LA if you want to find it close, but they have it all over online. You can cool. get it on Amazon, pretty sure, too. Okay. But it's fantastic. Just breaking down like the dead skin cells and the sebum, and that's the grossest word, but it's really <laughs> sebum. I have to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it really allows you to have like really, really glowy, beautiful skin. So you I guys, really if you that. try it, post it on your Instagram and tag us. And so tag can, Celeste. Yeah. And tag yeah, all of us so we can see. And then is there a beauty product, like a makeup product that you really like that's non-toxic? Yes. So if you want a little coverage, and even though I advocate for skincare and love like just beautiful, flawless skin with no makeup, we all need a little coverage. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And Juice Beauty makes a youth cream foundation that is the only foundation I've used that's non-toxic that is flawless and it doesn't ball up or peel. It lasts forever. Like the long wear power is fantastic. Mm. And it doesn't break me out. Wow. Well, are I you wearing it that. right now? No. Are you wearing it? Please tell me you're wearing something. I have your- some tinted moisturizer on right now. I'm really obsessed with one tinted I was about to cry. <laughs> and I have bronzer on. Too. I was about to rage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, that's that's a, that's a really good to know. Yeah, that yeah. is good. Um, okay. Do we have questions? Yes. Just a few quick quick questions um from our listeners ready so do jade rollers work i think jade rollers are great for depuffing if you had maybe a night out or something like that put it in the fridge and use it 
I think if you were really, really consistent about any kind of facial massage practice, it would help with reducing any liquid in the lymph and maybe tighten you a little, but it's something that you'd have to do every day. A to lot. see results. To see results. It definitely okay. feels good. I'll feels say good. that. Because I have mm-hmm. a rose quartz one. Yeah. Um, quartz rose? Rose quartz? Rose quartz. Okay. And a jade one. And I love the way it feels. I'm like, I, I mean, feels like a little massage. So, yeah. But I, would, I wasn't Especially sure. Especially when it's cold. It feels oh, really yeah. good. And I think that's hard, too, because it's hard to know, like I said, what's working and what's not. Especially if you're doing a bunch of different things, you're like, which thing is working? And then your skin gets good. You're like, wait, which one? Yeah. (laughs) What did I do? Mm -hmm. I'm doing Um, all the things. Do you have any advice for acne scars? Yeah. So my number one advice for acne scars is to wear sunscreen. It's one of those Mm. things. If you pick your skin and you have any discoloration, it's so essential to protect it from the sun because that'll make your scarring way worse. So that's great. Another thing you can do is the enzyme peels, like peel masks to help really break down dead skin cells faster and get faster cell turnover. So those are the two things I would suggest. If you can do those two things, you're going to be in a really good place. And then depending on how bad they are, then you can start looking into more intense treatments. But I would start there. Okay. And last question. Do you go to an esthetician? And if so, how often and what do you get? Give us the deets. Yes. So I do. I have an amazing esthetician in LA, okay. Deborah at Greenline Beauty. I'm obsessed with her. And I go about every six weeks. Okay. And I get an oxygen facial. She does all non-toxic products. I mean, who's surprised? But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think it's great. And it's one of the things that I like to invest in. And I know it's not something everyone can do, but I think a lot of times if we track where our money goes and we realize that we spent a hundred bucks on coffee out in a month or even in two weeks, who knows how much people drink coffee, or if you're eating lunch out a lot or if you're buying a lot of clothes, I just think personally like investing in skincare is important to me because I am acne prone. So having an expert get in there and do any extractions for me so that I'm not popping and picking things and causing scarring. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Really it is all about priority. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's like yeah. when you really take a step back, which I had to do with Postmates and food delivery See, services, yeah. <laughs> and realize where your money's going, it's yeah. crazy. And yeah. and there are certain things that even I've said, like, oh, I, I can't spend the money on that. And then when I stopped to look at it, I'm like, I probably could have, and I could have invested, you know, it's smarter. So that's good to know. And we're all on a budget. It's just what are, what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So. What are you spending your money on? Totally. Okay, thank you so much, Celeste, for coming on. It was so good. You guys, if you... Well, tell us where to go find you because I'm sure people are going to want to know everything. Mm-hmm. So tell them your blog, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, so Instagram, at the true spoon. I post every day. You can DM mm-hmm. me any questions you have. I'm so happy to be a resource to all of you listeners. And you can find me on my blog at thetruespoon.com. Amazing. Yeah. I was following you before we even got this coordinated. And when I found oh out, my I was like, gosh, yes, we need wow. to have her on. I love it. That is so flattering. Yeah, I no, love, I love you. it. <laughs> Such good um, tips. I'm very into holistic ways of doing life. So I was very pumped. So <laughs> well, this thank is so you good. so much. We're going to eat me. some probiotic after yeah. this. That was a high five. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, we will have all of this linked in the description. But our um, podcast Instagram is at what we said podcast. We get you guys super involved with the podcast. We take a lot of suggestions. We ask you questions and we're getting a vibe going. 
I've said that like the past three months. They're like, if you say vibe one more time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a fun place to be. So definitely check it out and subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Or can you subscribe on Spotify? I've been wondering. You can follow. Follow. Okay. Follow follow us us on Spotify. On Spotify if you want to see when our new episodes come out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And that's That's what what we said. said. Goodbye. (laughs) 